yes, yes. We are back again. We are back with another episode of the PPLFC podcast. I'm your host, Jamel Murray, and I have my co-host again. Once again, Mr. Ketan Woodruff. How are you going, brother? Good night, Will. I am over the moon. <laughs> well, I should say that, you know, I'm in the yellow submarine. Heading <laughs> to Paris. Heading <laughs> to Paris in the yellow submarine, boy. I am, I mean, we're here, we're here again. I mean, come on, it's nothing new. Liverpool Champions League final, come on, you know, the 10th, the 10th time in our history, you know, and we look at the win fast at one time. What do you think? Yeah, that seven man look good, you know. Um, you see, Milan can be the only one with a seven. We had to join them sometime too. True, true. I know it's a real Milan fans say, well, boy, finally, boy, you know, like they might. So, you know, like, like, like some team might actually catch them for once. You know, and the time mm, it can be yeah. good. Well, well, as we on Milan, let's shout out our boy, Mr. Joel August. You know, yeah. big Milan fan who we made cry in 2005. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we make him cry on the 28th of May again when he sees the <laughs> seven being placed upon our shirts. You know, <laughs> exactly. But that would be so nice. That that would be so nice. I don't know. That is something I'm looking forward to also because I personally have a Milan fan that hates Liverpool with a passion. He hates them very bad. You know, and, and his talk is always, well, well, I'm win seven now, win seven now. You know, well, we almost win. <laughs> you understand where I'm coming from? So I'm waiting to hear what the talk will be, you know, you know, when that time comes, when that time comes by Keston Boy. Um, we didn't have it as we, I mean, as, as Liverpool, I, I think, I think the other thing is, we just never make it easy by Captain Boy, you know, and we saw that today, especially in the first half of the day against Villarreal. Now, we have won the fixtures 5-2 overall, and mm. um, it, it wasn't easy today, Captain. Um, I missed the first half. I must say I missed the first half because I wasn't really home for the little for the little period. So I missed the first half, but I saw the goals. Um what do you think about the, the first half, especially because I think you you I'm sorry the first half, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw the first half. Um the first half, I could describe it in, in one word by Blitzkrieg. That's <laughs> that's it. Blitzkrieg. Because basically, Villarreal just invaded us like Poland. Mm-hmm. They invaded our half of the pitch like some conquerors. They did not allow us to settle. They were all over the, 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 the field. They were within all the second balls. It was, it was just like, you know, when you're, you're, you're in fighter man, enter sweat. <laughs> but nobody knew the person. But he there. Really touching the ball. But he there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I first I felt like. Um, wow. We were just there. We were just in attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't. We didn't put together any kind of threat. I mean, we huffed and we puffed coming to coming to halftime. Eh? We huffed mm-hmm. and we puffed a little bit, but it wasn't any. Significant threat. Um, Raul Abiol 
had a first class first half that was a captain's performance from mm -hmm. him um francis cocklin like he now recover from that um a rougher pk from hazard when he was by arsenal because he and all playing a performance but i was a bit frustrated with with his, with his um, antics um going down and and feigning injury and so forth but um he had a great first half as well um etienne kapu boy yeah. man marshall that midfield in that first half and remember the man i tell you would have be the problem for us and he come to play the second half chad marino he made a utter difference with his movement up top so basically we we got caught out on the same things i was telling him jimmy the high line the hard runners running from deep so our high line was being beaten right through right 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 through in that first half but i have to say the mistake he made wasn't in the first 45 minutes mm -hmm. it wasn't even on the pitch it was the fact that at halftime they chose to play yellow submarine by the beatles on the loudspeakers oh it can't disrespect me so <laughs> okay all right, all right it may be parked in spain but it was made in liverpool baby understood 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 boy um i saw the highlights i must say right i was i was home in time for the second half and i saw the highlights and um i must say i i knew that going into this game especially in spain you know would not be easy because they always have the home advantage and mm -hmm. i be, i believe that well we saw it for ourselves that when they got the early goal they had the momentum they had the push you know i'm yep. going to highlights right? they had the push and they had the momentum whatever and stuff you know and that would have awakened you know whatever was died inside of them you know especially in the full second and field so i believe they they, they believe that you know they could have, they could have got something out of the game and you know it showed when they got the second goal later in the first half also and i want to pinpoint something now it's not a scapegoat but i wanted to pinpoint something from what i observed for them two goals that they scored um mm. the goals came from either wings the first goal came from um from from Trent's side no sorry from robertson's side and the second goal came from Arnold's side where he didn't jump he he, he didn't contest with cockerlin for the header and it went into the goal and it made me wonder like what I, I saw the I saw, I saw the second half right I'm, I'm sorry the end of the first half and it made me wonder like if they if they were dropping their shoulders a little bit you know because it's like when I saw the, the poor attempt to, to, to try to stop the header from Trent I was like I wonder if this man I'm in the game boy in the game and then well, the second half I, I think company did the second half and I want to paint I want I want to um pinpoint something before we continue second half um i was looking at a, a comment here from club in the second half he said um he said um he said he 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 went to one of his coaches 
And he see he he told the coach to find at one situation in the game, you know, where the players, you know, play the way they wanted them. And then the coach come back and say, well, no, they didn't play that at all. So I guess that it, it is very important to have a manager, a manager who sees the game, who has people to see the game and could quickly adjust the mistakes that made in the first half. And I think that was the catalyst going back out in the second half. What do you think? I, I, I think all of that was a forethought of club. Um, I'm not too sure if you saw his um, pre-match interview, but he basically was expecting the first half to go the way the first half went. Mm-hmm. Um, he made mention that Villarreal is going to come out swinging and it's a very difficult stadium to play in. And I mean, if you look at it, it's very compact, very small. The, the crowd is basically feeling like it's on top of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so he expected Villarreal to play into that atmosphere at that stadium. Um, so I think that club having persons analyze the first half and what Unai Emery was going to come out with um, was basically expecting an onslaught. But I'm not too sure if you're an anime fan or you sort of look at Dragon Ball Z and, and, and so nah, on. Nah, you nah, know nah. when? Well, in anime... My son like them things. My, my, my son love them things. I don't know. Yeah. You can ask him. You can ask him. You can tell him what I'm going to tell him. It's true. You know, it's kind of one character that, you know, they get beat up. They, they seem weak. But they just get a, a little bit of fight in them, a little bit of rage. And they expect the onslaught. And the onslaught is, it does look good. It does get a little hurt. But he don't kill you. Mm-hmm. So club was prepared not to die. So when people saw Diaz on the bench, it was like, but why is that one? Yeah. But I think it was all part of the game plan that eventually they're going to run out of steam. But yet we had to have that word. Based on what you mentioned just now, you think that was a risk that club took, or or you think that that was basically like part of the plan? Well, obviously, if we want to use the word risk, I think it was it was expertly calculated, because just from what I heard him say at the pre-match interview, and the substitutions he made when he made it, and the effect the substitutions had on the game. Because if you really take stock of the substitutions that he made, he made substitutions to take control of the game. We had no control of the midfield. We Our wing-backs tried to go high, but their wing-backs were also high. So we were being caught on the counter all the time, and we were overloaded. They were, they were overloading either wing. If Robo goes up, overload that wing. If Trent goes up, overload that wing. Um, so just to give you context that the first half, um, both fullbacks were at fault for both goals yeah. because Robo switched off and allowed Kapu to run from deep. So he right. was basically ball watching. Kapu ran off of his shoulder to get the ball 
to square it to to DF for him to score. On the second one, again, Robo missed the first tackle. Kapoor was able to recover the ball. Gayard put in across. Can't really blame Trent because Coughlin was already in the air by the time Trent reacted. But Trent is not the the best in the air. So if you get beat better, alright, cool. I would have been more impressed. I would have been more impressed if Coughlin had beat Van Dyke together. But it's Trent. So it was a good header. It was a genius header. It, 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 it's a good header, you know. But I, I, I mean, people might say, okay, cool, but um, Jamel, you're being a little critical. Um, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Um, what I was saying basically is, um, at least, at least for me, he could have jumped. But, but you know, like, he, he, he didn't jump at all. So like, when he didn't jump, it gave Cochrane the, the, the chance to have a free target, like a free chance at the goal, and and, and he took it. I mean, he was already in the air. You as a, a, a former player of the game, you would know if a man, if your man is already in the air by the time you look into jump, he is going to beat you to the ball. He's going to beat you to the ball. So it wasn't like Trent gave up and was like, why bother? But he was he was beaten to the position, so he really couldn't do anything at that point. He didn't have any room to make any move. Momentum to go vertical to, to try and beat Coquelin to the ball. But Coquelin already beat him to that position on the ground and in the air. So I can't really, I could only fault him for switching off in that little period to not get his body in the right position to at least block or challenge for the ball. Um, but other than that, you gotta give credit where credit due. It was a, it was a good header. It was a good cross. It was a good ball to Kapoor to give him the opportunity to cross. So, I mean, all in all, Villarreal outplayed us in the first half. They outplayed us. And uh, not too sure if you saw my comments in the WhatsApp group, but men was men was saying, doom and gloom, I say, yo, it's, it's not that hard. It's just for us to gain control of the midfield and play our game. Because right now, Villarreal has forced us to play their game which is try to play faster than they are playing. And they were faster to the ball than us. If you look at the game again and see how quickly they were pressing and how intensely they were pressing, mm -hmm. by the time we get the ball and try to play a, a, a ball over, their defense is Salah or Mane, they're offside. They're offside. So they were beaten at, at our own game in the first half. They, but they didn't they, have legs to see it through. They, they pressed us really high, I must say. They pressed us really high on the pitch and they really forced us to play their game. Um, the only the only issue that I have and I will continue to have is that teams will teams looking at Liverpool, they will see that our wing backs could be, you know, an opening for them at times and they would also attack us on the wing backs. So I think we need to we know well, um, um, I believe that Klopp knows it and that we will address it going forward. And um, we hope that, you know, probably in the finals that um, whoever we play, you know, they don't expose it that much. Um, um, you, uh, after looking at Pep Linder's um, explanation of the tactics used in the, the Barcelona semi-final, um, 
the the home like you realize uh, and appreciate a lot more Fabinho and Henderson's role. Fabinho because, because what happens is when the wing backs push up, Henderson and Fabinho falls within that space. So that if an attack beats our wing backs up the field, Henderson and Fabinho would push out to the wings and they would now become the wing backs. When the wing backs come back in, then they would they would go to the middle or the wing marks will occupy the space in the middle until the next phase of the of the possession so i don't think it's a is something that we had to abandon it's just when we lose control of the midfield the wing marks being high is a very dangerous thing very dangerous um I want to mention something also. Um, the second half, Keston, the second half shocked me. I ain't gonna lie. Because after Villarreal scored the second goal to make it 2 0, right? The tie back on the tie basically back at zero, back at nil nil. So basically, anything goes. I was really expecting them to, 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 to pressure us a little bit more and to, you know, like to, to, to attack us more. But it seems as though, like, it's a different team killing second half, but I, I don't understand where the press went, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not vexed, you know, but what I'm saying is, um, I just thought that Villarreal, like, they did a switch right off in second half, and I don't know if it was down there, like, they, they, they played their heart out, they played like, the, like, they play their heart out in the first, in the first half, that, that they didn't have much energy at all in second half. Um, I know it's done to the teams, don't call from club, but the, the second half just took up a whole drastic turn, boy, and, and we were able to, um, to, to, to score the three goals and seal the whole time, you think? Um, I think they came out a bit of the same at the start of the um, second half. However, we made a critical change that changed the entire game, which was. Luis Diaz mm-hmm. coming on on the left. Mm-hmm. What that did was that gave their uh, their right wing back a whole different problem to deal with. So mm-hmm. their press was basically broken on their right side because Diaz had the attention of Foyt, so Foyt couldn't join the press. So what that did. It freed up Rubble to make some bombing runs, so which basically shattered their right side of their press. In doing so, we allowed our midfielders to take up strategic positions, so we were able to win a lot more on the second ball. And when Villarreal realized that, that's when they kind of reverted to their stubborn defense stance. Played into our hands because now we are allowed to to move the ball. Now we are allowed to um, have our runners um, have a lot of movement and, and fluidity up up top. Luis Diaz added dynamism because I saw him take do some take ones today. It's like how exactly. <laughs> how? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think Diaz was the the catalyst to deconstructing the press which was defeating us in the first half 
Um, and like I said, I think it was calculated because Tiaz always gives you that that energy. And I think Klopp did not want to expend that energy in the first half and it backfired. Now we do have that trump card and that impetus to come off the bench. I think he came on a little earlier than Klopp wanted to, but mm. everything in its time. It's not the yeah. first time we've seen Klopp make a, a radical change at halftime in a Champions League semi-final second yeah. leg. Okay. Um, I, I must say the, the first goal for us, um, I, I think the first goal for us put it in the coffin because after that goal went in, you finally feel that we are cold, kind of like get quiet, you know, start to get a little more antsy, they say, well, yeah, boy, you know, and it had moments in the game where, you know, like we, we took control of the whole game in the second half, we like we turned the whole tie. I think, um, don't think even Alison and all they had no more, they, 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 they didn't have a safe to make a toy in the second half, probably only one. But you saw that in the second half, and you, you was rightfully said when Diaz came on, you changed the whole game. We found that um, mm. our, our midfield was more involved in the football, they were more calm on the ball, they were more, they were, they were making more, um, proper passes, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to the first, you know, like how the first half was. And the first goal that Fabinho scored, it was, it was, I was listening to his interview and he said, um, he was looking to pass the ball, you know, to square the ball across. And he said he, did, he wasn't sure if man would have been offside. And he, he said, well, boy, he just, he just shoot the ball. And it was, it was, it was a good, you know, it, it, it was good thinking or good judgment from Fabinho on his part. And well, obviously, after that, you know, well, the floodgate opened Diaz with a lovely he, he, he. Diaz, I know why. Listen, eh? It have much to say about Diaz. I, I, saw, I saw a tweet saying um they, they wanna thank Spurs for, for making an offer for, for, for making the offer. Because if it didn't make the offer, we would not buy it and <laughs> I mean, we always we always wanted to buy it from the reports that I got. It's just our transfer policy is so controlled that we gave a price. Porto was not taking evaluation. From what I understand, they wanted more money. Mm-hmm. But a team like Spurs is not a team like Liverpool. So when Daniel Levy come, come, comes in with an offer close to the valuation, we were given and he accepted mm-hmm. No choice to accept the offer that we bring in now because we already accepted our offer. No, but and I think price. I think I think what I was saying is um if Spurs didn't offer the sign in January, then we would not go for the um we, we, we would have basically go for in the summer here. So because Spurs make the offer in January, the people said now nah, we want him one time, and they bring me one time. So basically, if Spurs they make the offer. We would not have Diaz in our in our team six months earlier mm-hmm. than than before, and I, I heard I heard a comment also, and tell me tell me tell me tell me what I think about it. If Diaz didn't come in the Liverpool squad, the time he came in, we would not like um the sell basically um we would not be sure to be playing the amount of games that we playing right now and the um. Um, whatever that mean. What I mean, what I mean is this, like basically, what basically what I was saying is that he came in, 
And he yeah. helped Liverpool reach to where it is right now in terms of the, the quadruple end. Well, I, I, I'm glad I said he would. I thought he was frightened to say he would. And we didn't yeah. want to hype it up. You know how I feel, but I mean, come on. Okay, we, we, we win the Carabao Cup, we win the FA Cup Finals, and we win the Champions League Finals. The only thing stopping me right now is the league and we be at one point. Um, so we, it, we, we will talk about the legal thing in a, in a, in a little in a few, in a few, right? But this answer, man, like you know, like did, did you think that the signing have a, 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 a like had a huge impact on the way that we're fighting for all these titles right now? <sighs> yeah, mm-hmm. let me put it this way. I'm gonna put it this way. Yeah. You go to a foreign country and you see you see an interesting restaurant and you see an interesting item on the menu. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, let me try something. It 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 is the most familiar thing that I see in here, but I know it could be different, but let me try something. Yeah. And then you take that first bite and it change your life. That's, that's how Diaz affected our season. Because I would admit, I knew little of Diaz other than the game he played against Man City for Porto and the game he played against us. That, you know, hey, boy, this man dangerous, we had to lock him down. Right. That's all. But I did not expect the man to fit in as seamlessly as he did. Mm-hmm. And I've said it before that he just added a different point of view to the depth that we allowed to have now. Mm-hmm. We are allowed to have a more staffed midfield because of that. Because when we were rotating the front three out, one of the midfielders would have to play that role. So now we have full complement of midfielders when fit and available. And now we have five quality attacking players that could cause big moments at any point in time in a game. Mm-hmm. That's what the has allowed us to do. And I totally agree with the comment that we would not have ventured as far. Silverware was never out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. It was just if we could get the amount of silverware that was possible. An interesting start. I think this is the first time Liverpool have well, at least in the Premier League era, played every single game every single available. available. Um, this Liverpool team, I mean, it goes on as one of the best Liverpool teams, you know, in, 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 in this modern era right now. And I want to ask you a question because I've heard it also. This team... Under Klopp, you know, under Klopp, uh, since Klopp came in, right, um, we won, well, we know we won, Premier League, Champions League, 
have a foundation to the point where the older heads, like like say Van Dyke, Salamani, and these people, and then they 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 not leaving right away, but we are building up a foundation behind them so that when they do leave, we have something to come forward or or spring forward new, you know, from mm. this. And I know that I know that um. The, the, the quadruple in, in, in other words that that's kind of like take my little bit but, <laughs> I mean seeing Liverpool I mean I mean I think th- th- this is my first time as a Liverpool fan seeing Liverpool actually fight for so much trophies in one season you understand Jimmy as you're on that point right mm-hmm. two things I want to to say one show me a human being that never fell before they could walk. True. Right? So we went through that period where we stumbled a lot, fell, but we grew. Yeah. And now we're running. Right? Second, second thing. You have to start somewhere to reach anywhere. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's not forget, this all started with a header on a wet day in West Brom. In West Brom. By our keeper. Listen, pause. Sorry, sorry. I'm pause here. I was I, I told somebody yesterday. I said, look at that. Eh? When Liverpool won the Champions League in 2019, what was the standout moment in that, in that whole, in, in the whole one first? If you can remember. Um, for me, it would be the performance against Hoffenheim. No, 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 but no, no, no. That 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 was that that season was prior to when we won the Champions League. But when we won the Champions League this season, we played our last group group game against Napoli, and we had to win that game. And what right, was that game? Yeah, it's what, right. Alison make a crucial sit down in the dregs, right? And that save, we could say, had us any 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 Champions League still on the group stage, finals, win the game. Now, Alison head against West Brom, vital three points, <laughs> back in the Champions League, back in the final mm-hmm. game. Yes, I'm coming from. Continue, continue, continue. I mean, it, 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 I was telling you I say when look at that boy, Allison have a part to play in how well not really not 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 really like how we score the goals, but he had he 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 he, he had his part done, you know. To the yeah, he had his part to play in the journey. It, it's mm-hmm. just like in two thousand five, if um Gerard didn't score that goal against yeah. Olympiacos, it would not yeah. have no Istanbul. So. Exactly. Allison played his part in 2019. Um, definitely played his part in 2021 with that header um, to set up this this fairy tale story. So every every character in a story has a has an origin arc, or every story has a has a prequel or origin. We all have to remember first season club came in and we we got to the Europa League final. We finished seventh or eighth in the league that season. The next season, we finished fourth. Finished fourth. 
right? The next season, we got our Champions League final, but we finished fourth in the league. Yeah. No, no, sorry. We finished second. We had two fourth places and then a second. And then this season um, prior here, we were not sure to make Champions League by by some grace and some miracle. Mm-hmm. We we finished it at the end. Our club interview today, he say um he wanna basically like big up Phillips and and Miss Williams because they don't they had a part to play also in, in the season we had yeah. last year. You understand? And we we here we here right now um and I know I know that the everybody will they'll try they will try the best in the power to to deny us winning the quadruple, you know. Um, I would love to win it, but the, you know the only thing is in our way right now is the Premier League fixture. And I'm glad. I'm glad. So I I would love. I'm, I know that Nat Phillips going to get his Champions League medal anyway because he played, I think, two or three group games. Uh, I'm not too sure if Williams featured in any of our games. I, I don't think so, no, but. I think so, yeah. I think he should at least be named on the bench so that he could get a medal because they played their part in getting us to that final last but, season. But isn't that the score already went in and they can't really add nobody else again? I think he would fall under the under 21 rule. Um, players that aren't 21 by the start of the season they mm-hmm. do not need to be registered. So you don't need to list them particularly on your squad. So they could be okay. just down as an under-21 player. We want to big up champions, um, you refer also, because I know they will have a rule that if players if players join a team in January and they're already playing the groups with another team, they can't play for the team throughout the season. You know, they, 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 they would have to wait until the yep. season they play. You know, yep. so thank you. So they got you for one time, you know. They got you for one time because Diaz boys are. I tell you, I I didn't realize that that rule change went through, and yeah. when I Diaz listed in his first um his first Champions League match, I was like, well, how Diaz playing for us? How Diaz play? But then I was told the rule was changed, and I mean we we fit in it. And I think that was the catalyst also for whole going for Diaz eh? because they know we could have played in Champions League, so that we take him one time. If that yep. wasn't the case, if that, if that wasn't the case, he would yep. have probably waited until January until um the summer. Um Luis Diaz is Luis Diaz was bought in Liverpool in January. And he in his first half of season for Liverpool. He went to the Champions League final. Apart from him, one other player did that. Who it is? Virgil van Dijk. Virgil van Dijk, right? <laughs> Virgil van Dijk. Virgil van, van Dijk. Yeah, Liverpool bought him in January, and he went straight into the finals the same season. I mean, Come now, Jimmy, give me something out of man. Give me something out. Yeah. Oh it, it, that was just, that, 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 that was just, you know top of my head now, but you know. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, we 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 um talk about Diaz so much that we didn't mention Manny and his and, and his third goal, his um his goal involvement. Um he's now the highest African player goal scorer in Champions League. Um between between the likes of Samuel Eto, Jogba, George Weir, you know, and Mohamed Salah. Mohamed Salah also. I I know sometimes I forget Egypt and Africa, you know. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. You know. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. Probably how do they speak the language now, but you know, I always say, I always see them. Speak the language. No, you know, know I mean like the, the over no, like, no, I mean like the accent. Now the accent. They you know like how we just talk now. The accent. How you just talk with the accent. It it is always make me feel like if I'm one of Arabian countries now. Yeah, something like I don't know why. Is that a weird thing? Anyhow, Liverpool to the finals 28th of May, six days after the last Premier League fixture of the season. Um, how much of an impact you think that will be right, for us going to the finals? Um this last set of games coming up here is really going to cement. Either way, no matter how this thing turns out, Klopp is going to be cemented as one of the greatest coaches in Liverpool history and in football in history in general. Because we have an average of three to four days in between games leading up here. We have four league games. In the middle of those four league games, we have an FA Cup final to play. Mm-hmm. After the FA Cup final, the next league, the penultimate league game is three days later. The FA Cup final is on a Saturday and we play a league game the following Tuesday. While our possible opponents in the final has a rest in between those four games, a week's rest in between those four games. Mm-hmm. They possibly would have the same rest period um, after the final game. So we would be pushing hard for for the domestic title. They will be pushing hard for the domestic title. On the other hand, the other possible opponent, they've already won their league, so they could afford to rest players. So yeah. the point I'm getting at here is, the rotation that is going to be required is basically all hands on deck. Everybody, whoever clubs put puts out on the field, you have to be on point and put in a professional shift. Just get the job done. It's three points. It's a W at the end of the day. It is basically six finals in a row we are about to play and that could be very emotionally and physically taxing on someone because there's no room for a draw there's no room for a loss it's only a win is going to get us to where we want to be right 
Um, I'd say if the priority is the Champions League final, I believe sacrifices will either be made in either the league or the FA Cup. You either choose that struggle. It's, it's one of the two you could win. Uh-huh. Is which kind of which kind of treble you're going for? Because it won't be quadruple anymore if you're prioritizing Champions League. It's basically you're saying we do a four, we go in for three. We had to sacrifice one. You had to, you had to cut off a toe to save the leg somehow. Understand? Either way, it's going to be a, a historic season. Wow. But if you're going for, go ahead, but go if you're going for. If you're going for all four, basically everybody needs to be on point. The starting 11 for the final may be rested um, against Southampton. But I don't see. I mean, that is that is all predicated on City matching our results. And the position in the table remains the same. That is all predicated on that. Mm-hmm. If by some miracle City slips up in the league and allows us to win the league, like with two games, with the next two games, in the next two games, I could see some heavy rotation going on in between the FA Cup final and the Southampton game, giving players enough time to rest because it, uh, La Liga finishes on the same day the Premier League finishes. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference is the amount of travel might be probably like a 30 minutes or, or an hour difference from England to France as opposed to Madrid to Spain. Bonus with playing City in the Champions League final is that we're coming from the same place. So you're going to take us the same amount of time to get there. Madrid, on the other hand, Madrid is going to be of a well-rested team by the time they get to France because they don't have to push hard in their league leading up to the Champions League final. So it all boils down to what City wants to do. City is going to push us, but I think we feed off of the pressure and we feed off of the fight because we've we've pushed City to the brink. City's pushed us to the brink to the point where we basically just ran away with it when we won the league in, in 2020. Um but I think we 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 function well under pressure as we exemplify it today. We were under pressure and we stopped, assessed and came back out with a methodical and very clinical performance in the second half. So I think in these next six games, I think that's what you're going to see from the squad. An expert coaching and expert rotation of players to keep players fresh. So, so basically what I get on what you mentioned just now is that the preferred, the preferred team to play in the Champions final City other than Real Madrid? Yes. In terms of the condition of players, we might be on par with City um, with the records of, of our league 
um, going on. Um, however, personally, I would prefer Real Madrid in the final just to exact some sort of revenge for 2018. Yeah, just the just to exact some some sort of revenge. And mm-hmm. Salah, Salah wants it. And at this wow. point, Salah could get wherever he wants. So that wants it for <laughs> you. Um, I, I like how you mentioned that um, City and their fixtures also, because um, the only difference for us is that we have the, the FA Cup fixture in between the Premier League games. And City also did. Now remember, they have must-win games also. They have must-win games also. We have must-win games also. And if by some chance they get party hurdle tomorrow, they're obviously on top, but they're playing in Spain. And you know, to go Madrid is not easy to go Madrid at all. And if they get past Madrid and Spain tomorrow, please go, then now they will have some 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 um something to adjust also. Because they will have to keep in mind that they play in Liverpool in the Champions League final, and we it's the same amount of games in between, you know, that we have to play like they have to play. So like they can't afford to like lose the league. So I think that they would be forced to play their best players throughout the middle of the season as well as Liverpool. Um we could take our chance and rotate some men, as I rightfully said, because at the end of the day. The league, not in, not, the league is not in, in our hands, it's in their hands. So if we take our chance and make our rotation, um, City, City, City on the other hand, you know, like they can't afford to do that because they know if they slip up, Liverpool right behind them and we can win the league, you know. So um, I, was, I, I, I personally was hoping to play Madrid in the finals just for the fact that I don't want to play City. Because we play them so much the season already, and when they know where the media hypers Pep and Klopp, and where we know how strong they could be, so I was the, I was basically seeing it as Madrid might be the easier team to play, but you come and make mention that they might have more rest because that they already won their league and they have nothing to play for. I don't think they yeah, they have nothing to play for really and truly, and they could have put away some men. No, I made a poll on Facebook. In the Facebook group, I made a poll, and I asked, "Well, who, who, who you would rather play in the finals?" And um, we had how much votes? We had about sixteen votes, and well, the majority of the people of them said they want to play Real Madrid in the final. Like fifteen to one, only one person said City. That's way, but in no way on the on on the podcast already. If you listen anyway, you know, big up, big up, big up it up one time. And he said um, he wants to play City because of the old English dominance. And we know we as Liverpool fans, we know we, 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 we become Premier League fans also automatically. And, you know, we love to see all English teams, you know, in the finals of, of any European competition just for the, you know, the, the league banter. You understand? But I personally don't want. I, I personally would try to have for City because I know they're very strong. I ain't saying I free them or anything, but I know they they have some key and they have some quality players. And knowing that Liverpool might be on the verge of, you know, well, let me hope that at that time 
City dropped some points and we win the league by the Bahamas Miracle or whatever. Like we just hope that by that time, you know, um, they, they would say, well, Liverpool already win the Premier League, the, the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, and if this Premier League, I mean, I mean, sorry, this Champions League will be a real, it could be real nice, you know, for the neutral fan base. But I personally mm-hmm. don't want to play them. But I made mention, and, and it, it makes me think it a little bit more that Real Madrid will rest some players for that final. But I think also, I think also, um, the advantage, the advantage might be with us because we will be fresh off our playing games, you know. And I think that because we're not really resting, in in a sense, it's like we 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 might have the momentum, you know. For the finals, you might have more, but not, not, not really fresh men, but you will have men who match sharp. Recent, match sharp recently. Yes, I think we're looking for a little bit more match sharp than you know, having a little less advanced stuff. So I don't know how you think, but you made a very good point there. But does I do use that man, you know, you, you, you like to get a little tidbits for superstition, man. Yes, yes, um, yes. And um, yes, <laughs> you know the last time we played Real Madrid in Paris. Mhm. Mhm. What game was that? Last time we played in Paris. Mhm. Um. Do we call? I don't recall. We played Real Madrid. I believe it was eighty-two because it was Rome in Paris that we won the um the Champions League in that order. Okay, um, well, I I I want remember that. I continue. <laughs> yeah, so you could you could you could check the facts here if it, if it's yeah. eighty two, if it's eighty two or or um later. But the final we played in Paris mm-hmm. was against Real Madrid. That we won one nil to win the European Cup. So we're going back to Paris. And if we get Real Madrid in the final, as I repeat, a history here. So it's a bit of romanticism in the in, 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 in the poison there. Understood. 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 From Paris down to Turkey, but we back to Paris now, eh? We back mm-hmm. into Paris. But I mean Liverpool that Liverpool are champions. I, I would I have some friends who support other teams, but they would always tell me they say boy Liverpool are champions league team. And if if it's any team they want to play in Champions League, they will, they will try to avoid Liverpool at all costs because they know Liverpool and Champions League as we like, you know, like we just have that connection and, and that bond, you know, with the European Cup for some reason. Mm-hmm. So so going forward, I mean, whoever, whoever, I mean, I know, I know the game tomorrow against Mojigo, um, between City and, and Mojigo be a really good game to watch. And... We we had to be we, we had to be prepared. You have, you have to be prepared for whoever it is. You know we 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 have to face. You know on the final. You know um, let me move forward a little bit because we we going to spend much time again. And I know we we basically touch on most things so far. But our next fixture in the Premier League is against Spurs. I mean not easy at all. Is that another hard fix there again against Spurs? Spurs who fight until the finish top four are uh, the fifth right now with 61 points. So 
The Clippers on 61 points. Um, Arsenal has 63. So they're behind by two points. And you know they're battling with Arsenal to finish fourth. And you know they would want the, the three points against Liverpool, you know, to, to, to try and finish fourth. So again, we see that it will be see that we, we see that um it's it not easy at all. I mean, it's not the first time Spurs in the position to basically decide the title. I mean, they were on the wrong side of a um, of a result when Leicester won it. Um, they were in a position okay. to carry Leicester down to the wire and they end up losing to Chelsea. Um, I believe the the year we won it. Um, Tottenham had the the result that basically sealed the title for us. Um, so it's going to be a hard game. They've grown accustomed to playing the role of title spoilers, more or less. Um, and they're in they a vein of form right now that Conte have the side kind of running. Um, Son catching some form. And Son has been plugging away. Didn't realize the amount of goal Son has scored. Son is on 17 or 18 goals for the season, if I'm not mistaken, in the league. Um, Kane is also getting some form. Um, this young boy that they've loaned from the Juventus, Kusaleski. Kusaleski, um, yeah. He is their Luis Diaz, more or less. Um, so it will be a difficult game to navigate, especially with the taxing game that we had against Villarreal. Um, I would, if you would allow me not to preempt your, 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 your talking notes, um, the last four games have been a good test in terms of how we play against teams that set up defensively. You know, Conte is a very rigid kind of manager where he sets up his teams very disciplined, um, not to park the bus, but to defend strategically and frustrate teams and hit them on the break. And Tottenham have been playing very well on the break since um, Conte came in. So the cut, the cut, your cut. I'm sorry. Tottenham shows that they could play that kind of counter-attacking game because when they needed to win against City, they did it. Remember that. Yeah. So it's something for us to be wary of. Uh, and why I said last episode, um, the high line game that we play is something that we need to be wary of. Um, Tottenham have some PC players up front. Um, in Son, Kusilevsky, they have Lucas Mora that can come on, who is also PC. Um, so we just need to be on our A game, all hands on deck. I expect to see some rotation. Um, just the fact that travel players would have get some time to rest. I don't expect the starting eleven to play the full 90 minutes against Tottenham. 
um, especially front three. I think two, if not all three of them, whoever start that game is going to be subbed somewhere um, within the 65th and and 70th minutes. I don't think they're all going to play 90 minutes. One of the three may play 90 minutes. Um, and then they won't start the game. So I could see Salah and Mane being the ones being sacrificed. So that just means that um, Origi and Oxlade-Chamberlain, Minamino, um, Elliot, all these players need to be at the ready to put in a shift and put in a professional and disciplined performance to get the job done. It's all about getting the job done and getting over the line at this point. I just want to mention that Salah top scorer Golden Boot is under threat because Son has 19 goals and Salah has 22. You know, four more games to play and you know Salah has been scoring for a couple of while in Premier League. I mean, he scored two against Manchester United the other day recently and well, he has four more games to to try to see that, that Golden Boot, you know, if he really wants it. I heard him today saying that, you know, his, his tally for this season is 40 goals. I think he on 30 right now. So yeah. I ain't trying. I ain't know. I ain't know if he's going 10 more before he's the finish. But um, we would see. Um, I guess. Well, let me just leave them with where we are on the table. And I forgot something. I would. I would say it after. Um, we left four more games ago. Four more games ago. Six more. I mean, sorry. Four more games ago in the Premier League. Six more games total. I think including the Champions League final and the FA Cup final against Chelsea, who would be coming hard at us, you know. And um, we're supposed to have a, a guest for that Champions League, I'm sorry, for that FA Cup final in the midweek. So I think by custom, I think if we can record again on Thursday, please go. What do you think? Yeah, man. Thursday, please go there. So we have the Spurs, we have Aston Villa. Then we, we, we will do the recording before the Chelsea game because I, I prefer to do the recording before the final so that we can have a, a more, you know, more thing to, to discuss as opposed to doing a post-match game, you know, um, especially with the fans and stuff. So, um, Kirsten, boy, what do you think? Um, the, the, the season closing on, boy, we, you, you have any, I mean, we have basically... Two more, two more recordings because I believe after the after Chelsea, after Chelsea is just Spurs. I'm sorry, Southampton and Wolves, and I guess we could preview the Champions League final before and probably close it in the one time. Yeah, that's no problem because you know for the Champions League final I'll be in this post. Uh, as as Jimmy made you all away. <laughs> um, yes, it's true. But yeah, we could definitely do something, man, and go out to Tabang. Oh, yeah, but can I make a close for real, boy? I don't, I don't think about it. You are, you are, you are thinking, you are stuff to be here, thank you, and stuff. So we can talk about it, don't we? We'll talk about it. Right, I mean, while you in your wedding dance and stuff, I might, I might, I might be somewhere else watching the game. Who knows? Yeah. I might be <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Right. Liverpool, um, going, Liverpool going for their, their trophy 
I going to collect mine. Another. You go and try to collect two trophies in one day. Yep. <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, we will close off here. Um, we will close off here. It's a nice little episode. Um, we we'll back. We will be we'll back. We can not get on till next. Not 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 this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. Please go out and know. And um, we will cover Spurs. And we will cover Aston Villa. I mean, in in Villa Park to face Gerard again. You know, and let, let me just hope that you know Gerard help you out somehow with this title. I don't know. Um, I forgot to mention again from the beginning, you know, we so hype. Like the follow the content on, on Twitter, you know, Twitter, Instagram, you know, TPLC fan base, you know, um, get involved with the with the pages, get involved with the pages, you know, if you want to feature on the podcast, I mean we have two more recordings to do. Um, if anybody wants to be a part of the, the, the recording for the Champions League final, you know, they can reach out to you or, or to me, you know, um, and let it get done. You know, um, the, the podcast building some hype. I mean, since the since the episode that we did with Joel, I mean, the, the podcast getting some more some more attraction, you know, and I appreciate that. And um, someone said that, you know, we should have more rival fans on the show to give that a little boost, so... Um, we 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 will look into it. All right. Yeah. You have any last words, Kirsten? You'll never walk alone. You never walk alone. You're going straight to Paris. From Paris, back to Paris again. Where it all started. Right. From Paris <laughs> with love. From Paris with love, man. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, you want to thank everybody for the involvement in the podcast, and somehow, you know, thanks for listening, thanks for waiting, liking, and subscribing. You know, continue to share the podcast with your friends, and then we know that in the future, for the next upcoming season, you know, it's going to be very, very, very good going forward in terms of the recording and stuff. You know, I want to thank the fans again, you know, for for bearing with us with the audio so far, and we know it is only it is only going to get better. Just stick around, right? Um, I'm your host, Jimmy Murray. I'm a guest. I'm a, I'm a co-host, Mr. Kester Woodruff. I'm out. Later. Peace.